<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's save some for the show. <laughs> We're living through one of those changes that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 15th of October. I am Dino, and you are... I am Ace. Welcome back, Ace. We missed you last week. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. You guys did great, though. That was a great episode. Well, did you like it? I, I, I hoped that I, it I was... Really, I really liked it, yeah. I hope that it was a worthwhile listen for people. I I, I figured since we had a... Uh, since I'm married to an American Jew, that... um. And all the conversation that was going on, we might as well talk a little bit about American Jews and sort of the the relationship that culturally exists with Israel. Um, no, it was really good because it wasn't like it's not like we planned it, of course. Like, oh no, yes, let's no, no, no. let's like you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it just kind of like worked out that way, and I thought it was a, a really great episode. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I we got some good feedback from people who seem to have enjoyed it as well. Um, what they don't know is how much I rolled off the top on, uh, Lady Jane's mic. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting there listening to it. I'm one of these guys who's really, really, really sensitive to women's voices in audio form. And I don't know what it is. Apparently there have been studies done that women's voices just sound higher pitch to men when unaccompanied by a visual, like just in audio. Oh, really? Yes. And huh. so I was very cognizant of that while I was editing the show, and I did a little bit of a roll-off off of the top. It's not that dramatic, but it was able to cut a little bit of that high end down a little bit, and it, it, it I thought it sounded pretty good, even though the audio was doubling yeah. a little bit in certain places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think, like, audio-wise, I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, and, and you know, the content was great. I, I'm really... I'm... Yeah. I'm and this is the thing is right. This is the person that I picked. Right. So she's going to be this kind of person, but I am happy to be with the kind of person who's willing to talk about things in a serious way and, and, and isn't Mm -hmm. constantly looking to be offended by stuff. You know what I mean? Just able to have an honest conversation. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So I thought it was good. Uh, if you're interested in that conversation, that's on the last episode. That's when Ace was out. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, go go back and listen to it. It's really good. But Ace is back, and it is the future, and we are now in the midst of a growing World War Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. I will say this: I don't think I don't think this is World War Three, and I think one of the primary reasons this isn't World War Three is because Russia is so bogged down in Ukraine. <laughs> Right, yeah. Like, like you know, maybe maybe the world will be at war, but they'll all be in different wars at the same time. Actually, that's <laughs> probably more likely to be the case, yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was some news today, uh, just to kind of kick us off a little bit. Of course, there's one story in the world right now. Um, yeah. Just to kick us off a little bit, there was, there was news out of Antiwar.com today that Israel has struck the... Uh, Aleppo Airport. What's Aleppo? Uh, <laughs> it's a town in Syria. Um, and apparently the New York Times doesn't know that either. But in any case, um, 
the the Aleppo airport was apparently struck by Israel uh, after they opened. Like they just reopened and then they were hit again. Mm. Oh, wonderful. Um, and I went into uh, you and I have a have a a, a, a little group with with a few other close people who we talk mm-hmm. about these things with. And and one of those, uh, I, I went in and I said, my theory. This is my theory. All this stuff about Hezbollah, all this stuff with Israel, um, legitimately sucking bombs into Syria and expecting them not to respond. Um, all of this to me feels like Israel is trying to force the hand of the nations who um, they were trying to normalize with under Trump. Um mm-hmm. They're trying to force their hand and force the U.S. into the conflict with them. And, right. and actually, they want their- Iran off their ass. They want Syria yeah. off their ass. They want this war to happen. They want the real one, the big one. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, it's like they're intentionally biting off more than they can chew so that someone else can like see, like, oh, we desperately need you now, you know. Yeah, uh, and you promised. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because the United States has treated Israel like a protectorate since the 19 fucking 70s yeah. at the very least. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. At, the very, at the very uh, latest. Yeah. So I'm bothered by that. I think Israel's actively trying to escalate with its neighboring mm-hmm. countries. Yep. Um, and this is one of the things I, I think, you know what we should talk about first? Because before we started the show, we talked a little bit about some of this. That's why, that's why, <laughs> Ace, at the beginning of this show, you will have heard Ace say, save some for the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the, 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 we should talk a little bit about the distinction between Jews, Zionists, and Israel, the nation state. Yes. Yeah. Um, because, and, and I, I shared this with you earlier, I'm seeing a lot of fuzziness that's making me very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> um, the, the way that I see it anyway, is that you have Jews, Jews, the, the socio-religious ethnic group that is Jews. And this is, yep. these people are all over the world, right? And yep. then you have, um, you have... Zionists. Yes. Which is a Venn diagram with Jews. It's not yep. it's not mutually inclusive and it's not exclusive right. of anyone else. There are Zionists who are white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. There are yeah. Zionists oh, who yeah. are Jews. Some of the some of the most fervent uh Zionists I've ever met in my life were evangelical Christians. Yes, wasps. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the neocons in particular. Yes. Yes. Um, and so you have, you, there's a Venn diagram there, but it doesn't mean that all Jews are Zionists. Um, but the Zionist circle overlaps with the Jew circle a little bit. Yes. Or maybe yeah. a lot. I mean, in America, certainly a lot. I think most American Jews are probably Zionists, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Pro- I would probably say probably, well, it depends, right? Because there's the, the type of Zionism where it's like, I like that Israel exists. And then there's the type of Zionism that is like Israel can do no wrong, right? Do you know what I mean? So, I'm, yes, I'm referring more to the Israel can do no wrong thing. So you're right. Oh, I probably overstated okay. a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, I, to be fair, I don't know. You may very well be right. I'm just I don't know the number. So, but I, I'm not really a good judge of that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yes. Yeah. 
So, so there is there, but there is certainly, certainly a good overlap. Portion. There. There's a good per- portion of people that are hardline Zionists, significant so, um, number, specifically, specifically neoconservatives, especially. Yes, uh, that will just uh, you know, Israel could uh, murder children in the street, and they'd be like, "Well, thank you, thank yeah. you, Israel." Yeah. Good, good well, job. those kids shouldn't have been throwing rocks. That yeah. actually happens, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there's that, and then there's the nation state of Israel, right? Which has some overlap with very specific Jews, but which is, for all practical purposes, the same in consideration as a secular government anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so these are, these are three different things. Um, yes. Properly understood, Zionist does not mean Jew. It means Zionist. Yeah. Properly right. understood, Jew does not mean Israelite and does not mean uh does not mean Zionist, it means Jew. And properly understood, Israel does not mean Jews, it means the nation state of Israel. <laughs> right, yes. In the same way, right, in the same way, if uh, uh anyone said I oppose like a, a Christian theocracy or something like that. Yes. As like it's like a governmental institution. That is not the same statement as I hate Christians or something like that. You know, right. there's not the same statement. And anyone who tries to equivocate between those two statements is just being dishonest. Yes. Uh, in, this, in the same way, if you say, you know, uh, you don't think or, you know, you're either opposed to the uh, state of Israel itself or you think they're doing bad things, uh, that might make you anti-Zionist. It doesn't make you anti-Jew necessarily. Exactly. Uh, so. I wanted to be I wanted to kind of sort of do all that up front because yeah. having this conversation again things are getting very fuzzy you have white nats on one side who are saying like oh, obviously yeah. these bad zionists everyone is seeing are bad are jews right and then on the other side you have uh on the other side you have jews that are that are saying um well if you're anti-zionist then you're anti-jew or if you criticize the state of israel then you're anti-jew right. and that's simply not right. the case either Right, and then you have people who are like, "Well, if you're pro-Palestinians, uh, then that means you support Hamas." Oh, if like you that. give a shit like, about Palestinians at all, yeah. you're pro-Hamas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that fuzziness is wrong, and it's wrong-headed, and it's incorrect factually and morally. And yeah, I want to be very clear: if Ace or I one says Zionist, we mean Zionist. Yes. If we yes. say Jew. We mean Jew, and if we say yeah. Israel, we mean the nation-state of Israel, and those are independent things that exist independently of one another. Yes. <laughs> I just want to say that right up fucking front, so there's no confusion at all. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's good, because it's like, you know, we, we put the cards on the table, and then they're cl- in clear view. Uh, and then that way, you know, we don't have to like second guess ourselves or like make a statement later. Oh, when I yep. say this, I mean this, you know, there, yeah, so there will be no further that. clarification. Yes. There will be no waffling. There will be none of that yeah. because we're very clear. Zionist means Zionist, regardless of their religion or ethnicity. Yes. Jew means Jew. That's the particular socio-religious ethnic group. Israel yep. means the nation state of Israel and its government. Yep. There we go. 
defined terms. <laughs> and if you argue with us on that, you're fucking wrong because we just define the terms. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you if you disagree with our definition, that's one thing. But you can't say we're wrong in relation to our own definition. Yes, you <laughs> like can't say we, we don't mean what we, what we say <laughs> yes. when we say what we mean. Right. <laughs> okay, I wanted to get that out of the way at the very top of the thing, just so that nobody can bitch. Um, (laughs) because frankly at this point dude the word zionist is as loaded as it is it's become very important yes because uh the zionists are up to no fucking good evergreen (laughs) yeah but (laughs) but especially the the leaves are especially green all (laughs) All evergreen uh, leaves are green, but some are more green than others. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, um, where do you even want to start, man? Do you just want to start I don't with? Know. Uh, let's start with Herzog. <laughs> okay, yeah this this statement is so. Look, we've talked about this like multiple times on the show before. In fact, the first time I think we talked about this in, at length was the uh, Hiroshima Nagasaki bombing. Yes, uh, the episode where we done that. Um. And we talked about like collective guilt, collective responsibility. Yes, and by the way, that episode's been republished recently on the anniversary of those yeah. bombings, and so it is. It will be near the top of your feeds in the in the last you know five or six eps. Um, it'll be in yeah, there if you want to listen to it. I think it's, yes, yeah, it was republished. Yeah, um, yeah. I may have yeah, way yeah. underestimated that just now, but still, it's it's near the top. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the reason I bring that up is because Israel's president, Isaac uh, Herzog, uh, accused Palestinians in Gaza of being collectively responsible for uh, Hamas's attack. Yes. Um, And this is a quote from him. uh, Quote, it's not true this rhetoric about civilians being not aware, not involved. It's absolutely not true. Uh, he said on an end quote, he said on Friday, uh, quoting him again, uh, they could have risen up. They could have fought against that evil regime, which took over Gaza and a coup d'etat, um, end quote. Um, so it's this idea that if you do not violently resist a ruling class of people who are murderers. <laughs> yes, yes. If you do not put your own life at risk and the life of your uh, loved ones at risk trying to overthrow some government then you are responsible for that government apparently yes. uh, according to uh mr herzog here uh how wonderful yeah uh, well which for americans well, means yeah. that all of our lives are forfeit and our children's lives yes. are forfeit because yes. we allowed george w bush to kill a million iraqis we allowed yes. uh, the atrocities in afghanistan and, and in pakistan we are currently enabling the atrocities in yemen and so all of our lives are forfeit we deserve to be killed by arabs tomorrow every one of us yeah, and also, you know, even closer to home for Israel, the Israeli government uh, certainly does not have clean hands. No. Uh, so if that is their argument here, well, then it seems, and I, again, I have to be clear, I'm not making this argument. I'm just, I'm merely going to create an argument that shows no, this that is this is a line of thinking that we do not agree with. Say. Yes, that's not, yeah, I do not agree <laughs> with this conclusion. But if I were to, like, follow through with their line of reasoning here, um, the Hamas attack would have seemingly been justified under that type of argument, under the argument yes. that the civilians in Israel are, uh, um, you know, uh, 
um, uh, responsible for the crimes uh, of the Israeli government, whatever crimes those may have been, where, where whatever crimes those might have been, whenever they might have happened. It seems that uh, if that's the standard, then how can we say that Hamas attack was unjustified? After all, though, they are civilians. If they, you know, uh, they could have, you know, resisted their unjust government and tried to overthrow it and, and things like that. But they yes. didn't. Does that mean they're responsible then? And if they are responsible, then, uh, you know, did Hamas do anything wrong? Now, obviously, Hamas did do evil, uh, you know, but under his, under uh, Herzog's line of thinking, his line of reasoning here, uh, it would seem that actually uh that that's put into question that's like well actually uh you know did hamas do anything wrong if if we're going to go through with this line of reasoning that of collective guilt collective responsibility right of the idea that the individual is responsible for, for what their government does um uh if you do not overthrow them because that is a very and truthfully I, there, there's not many things that are i think more disgusting uh like uh like philosophical philosophically wise than the idea of, of collective guilt truth oh like, it's, I, I it is it's, it's brain dead it's absolutely evil yeah well it's all the collectivism that's being done in in this conversation is fucking brain dead yeah. all of it yes. is i i was i was talking or I, I asked the other day i said i would ask the conservatives who believe that ethnicities rather than individuals can lay claim to property and that yeah. such claims can be justified by deep historical events what exactly their position is on reparations right because yes, that's, exactly. that's the yeah. argument that's being made in favor of by the way both israel and palestinians now there are palestinians who have had their actual property taken from them in yes. their lifetime which is a different consideration right but speaking yes. in terms of the ethnic groups as a whole, people make this argument for both Palestinians and for Israel. This idea that that they are that these these uh, ethnicities, Jews uh, in Israel and Palestinians um, in the same landmass, are owed this land because of things that happened a hundred, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand years ago. Yeah, and and, and it's, it's it's bug nutty. It's stupid, yeah. stupid collectivism. One way you can kind of like uh, distinguish this is that you it's kind of like there is no like de jure um, ethnic right to any land, but there might be in the sense of a de facto sense where it's like this group of people who all share this ethnicity had their land stolen. And then when, we, when we're talking about this specific group of people, but we always have to remember that we're talking about in, we can only talk about individuals in this ethnicity, yes, yes. not the ethnicity itself, right? The idea of an ethnicity itself having a, a right to anything is kind of just nonsensical uh, from where we're coming from. If Israel um, stole Palestinian land, it didn't steal land that belonged to the Palestinians as an, as an ethnicity. Et, et, yes, It correct. stole land that belonged to individual people individual who were all Palestinians. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, correct. A great way to put it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, th that's always important to know. But, but that was a, that was a great point you made, though, right? It's like, yeah, if the American conservatives want to buy into this idea, uh, then it seems that well, okay, uh, you know, slave reparations for slavery, or or uh, Native American land back movement. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> Native Americans, so, if if this line of thinking is true, if it is justifiable in any way, yeah. then that means Native Americans are owed, and that means that yeah. uh, American descendants of slavery are oh, are yeah. owed the measure of wealth that would be in their family 
yep. had they not been enslaved. Yes. And again, no matter what you as a listener thinks about any of those movements, the fact that the conservatives buy into this so strongly uh, when, when talking about like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but they would never, ever buy into it in, in relation to their of own Of course country. not. Uh, it's just like that. That's a, that's such a great point you made, though, because it's like, yeah, it's just hypocrisy all the way down. Uh, it's yeah. And that's the thing is and I, I was very clear to say that doesn't I'm not delegitimizing Israel or Palestine and observing that. All I'm saying right. is that you need to find better fucking arguments because that one sucks. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Uh, usually it's I'm the type where it's like I usually like just to address the, the ideas and not people in general. But uh, man, uh, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, uh, these guys are just awful. And they, Zionists, yeah. Thing. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the type of, of people. And I, I also want to address something when people talk about how well collateral damage in war. Right. Well, the civilians weren't the target, Dean. They they weren't the oh. specific target. But oh well, when, then, so they're, they're still alive then. Uh, oh no no no, they're they're long dead. But but see, they weren't the target. Uh, but but you know, forget the fact that we're dropping an explosive that has a radius on it that sure. we know about, right? <laughs> that we know about. But we're specifically targeting one or two things within that radius and all the other stuff we're not targeting all right you so know? the other stuff is obviously safe, that's how then well no 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 i didn't say that but i you know it's just that we weren't um we weren't targeting them they were just okay, in so, the target so, so they're so they're fine if you, i mean if you weren't targeting them oh. you didn't hit them i mean obviously if you have any kind uh, of aim well uh no, they're uh, uh, they're just uh, it's collateral damage, you know. It, it's like when you uh, uh, you know uh, knock over, you know, you're reaching for something and you knock something over by accident. Like you know, you break an egg when you know too many eggs when you're trying to make an omelet. That that sort of thing, you know. It's just like sometimes a couple fall out of the case. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a big oopsie. Who could have foreseen this, right? Who could oh, have foreseen? Okay, all right. That? All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. then there's so then there's medical attention provided to all the people who are not the target, but who end up being injured. Then medical attention is provided. Maybe funeral costs are paid for. Maybe maybe you do what you can to make it right when something like that happens, like something like that. Does that look? Dean, Hamas are really bad people. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's some really bad dudes. <laughs> God, that argument sucks. Uh, man, I whenever someone <laughs> talks about a bomb and they talk about a target and they don't account for the fact that the bomb has a radius and anyone who talks about a target within the bomb's radius and ignores everything else within the radius of the bomb's explosion... I don't think you're a serious person. No, no, no. Like, under the law, like, if you did something like that, okay, under the law, yeah. your knowledge that someone else was going to be hurt by your act yeah. makes the act intentional. It's not negligent. Right. It's not reckless. Yes. You knew yes. someone was going to be hurt. That was an intentional yes. act. 
That's a, see, that's the thing, right? Uh, I will, you know, I'll argue that, yeah, you know, in terms of rights violations, it doesn't matter whether you had intent or not. But that's such a good point because it's like you can't say you didn't int- like you knew this was going to happen. You can't drop a bomb on a big area that like a residential area where, you know, people live and say, oopsie. Right. <laughs> like, right. Oh, it, that was unintentional. No, no, it was intentional. No. Yeah, you were willing to intentional. It would have been reckless or negligent, and it was neither of those because you knew. Yeah, either you don't understand how a bomb works, or uh, you're willing to accept civilian casualties, and like knowingly. That is assuming (laughs) the best possible faith because this is something that came up the other day. Was this conversation about um about how Hamas hides behind? Uh, Hamas hides behind uh, civilians and all this other stuff, which here's the thing. I think that might be possible. That may be possible. That may be the case, but I don't believe it wholesale. I can't believe it wholesale because I know about the American double tapping policy. Mm hmm. Because I know the way that drone warfare works when America does it. I know the way that these nations use rockets. And so it, it, I cannot buy it. I cannot buy it wholesale. That every civilian death is because Hamas was hiding behind a kid. I just can't buy it. Because I know that the United States intentionally bombed paramedics with their double-tapping policy. Intentionally. Right. Yeah. And also, you know, the people who use that type of argument, well, you know, Hamas is using human shields and stuff like that. It seems like they'd never use that type of argument if people if we applied it to like domestic incidents right like um if a murderer is running through a mall they say oh well he's just you know let's bomb the mall and then you know well none of the deaths from the civilians inside the mall are all our fault because well you know he was next to people right uh, you see he was uh, he was hiding behind <laughs> civilians obviously yeah right exactly so therefore you know well nothing we do is, is bad because obviously it's his fault uh whoopsie uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> This was a point that Hani made, too, is this idea that, like, well, the Palestinians use their civilians as human shields, and it's like, there's actual video of the IDF using Palestinian kids as literal human shields. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Those videos exist. Yeah, yeah. right. It's just, oh, man. Uh, yeah, just the, the whole, like... I, I don't know. Like, I, I this is going to be one of those episodes where it's like, wow, these people are really inconsistent. <laughs> um, it really kind of is. But honestly, the, the the reason I think it's important is because. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. We're probably preaching to the choir in this in, in any case. But, I'm sure. But, you know, that's, but it's that's one of those fine. things where it's like how many uh, how many people in the United States are. um bloodthirsty over this how many people in the united states especially conservatives are so excited for the possibility of going to war yeah right (laughs) i thought it was gone dude i thought the the sort of shit that happened in the early global war on terror i thought that sort of rhetoric was dead i thought the american population was ashamed of the way they behaved in 2003 i thought that all of this was done and i was fucking wrong dude I I think people have very short memories, um, politically, geopolitically especially, uh, <laughs> and that's just assuming best intentions, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I I also think that. 
for a lot of people, like, you know, we talk about, like, well, the anti-war right, like how, you know, there was after the anti-war left kind of faded away, the anti-war right kind of, like, became a thing, uh, specifically in regards to, like, Russia and Ukraine, right? There were many examples of, uh, you know, right-wingers opposing that war. But I I guess I take, like, a, a kind of a cynical take on this, I guess, where it's like... I don't think that there was that much of an anti-war right. I'm sure I'm not saying that there were no. people on the right who were anti-war, but specifically, I don't think it would, could be called an anti-war movement on the it, right. It's and not, I, because it's I mean, not, they don't actually have any anti-war principles. No, these are the type of people where they will oppose the war in, like, the Russia and Ukraine war, because uh, specifically... They are opposed to war, intervening in wars where the outcome would be some like globalist left, what they see as globalist leftism, right? That right. type of thing. Uh, and you know, the, they didn't really oppose the military until they started laying like queer people uh, in list open, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this type of thing where it, it's like uh, you you didn't like a lot of these people, you know. And I'm, again, I, I'm speaking in generalities. I if, if you're a person on the right who is anti-war, I'm not speaking about you. So yeah, don't if, it's not, if it's not about you, it's not about you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's a lot of people who where it's like, yeah, they were, they were mad at the military for that. They weren't mad at the military for, like, you know, engaging in these, you know, as you said, like the double-tapping policies and in, in drone warfare and things like that, or, you know, any of the WikiLeaks stuff. Uh, it's like that didn't send them over the edge. It was really just, you know, it's like they didn't like leftism military right uh, that's what they like well it's not uh, just that but it's also that the left so overwhelmingly supported supporting ukraine against russia because of all of the right. blue and on bullshit that's happened with regard to russia on the left that the right yep. had to put themselves in opposition to it because otherwise they would have agreed with the left and that just right. they can't count as that so right. it had to be that they were uh against supporting ukraine against russia right exactly yep yep um, Scott Horton made a great point with, with regard to, uh, to, um, uh, shit, uh, Mr. Herzog here, uh, Scott Horton made a great point with regard to his statements. Um, they could have fought against that evil regime, which took over Gaza in a coup d'etat is what he said. And Scott points out, so wait a minute, did they vote for them or didn't they? Right. Because the argument is that, uh, that. The Palestinians in Gaza voted for Hamas uh, some 16 years ago now at this point. Um, Yeah. They voted for Hamas, and so they're responsible for everything Hamas does. But here we have the president of Israel saying that that Hamas took over in a coup. Yeah. So are they not then morally responsible for everything Hamas does? Because they didn't vote for it if they took over in a coup. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> well, it's Scott's point, but yeah, I mean, that's, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I, I, I want to encourage people. If you're not paying attention to Scott Horton, he's who you should be paying attention to right the fuck now. Yes. Um, yes, but yeah, this is, I, that is such a, an, in, that again, an episode of, isn't that inconsistent? That, that's such a blatant inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, the, and it's also just like, I want to believe, like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, people will say things in, like, a very emotional state uh, in order to justify, like, horrible, horrible things um, that they wouldn't 
believe if you brought it down to their level and and to like had a sit down with them but like yeah. I, I just want to ask people who like genuinely who claim to believe that uh the palestinians you know it's it might be unfortunate what's going to happen to them but they also deserve it because well they didn't overthrow hamas right um like how would you how would any of these people feel if some person from an aggrieved country by the united states uh came over here and attacked civilians because hey uh, you didn't uh, overthrow your country. That means you're a supporter. You're aiding and abetting them. Um, right. You know, that type of reasoning. It's like, well, uh, I, I think they probably would see that as an attack, an unjustified attack uh, yes. against them. Uh, well, it's like, okay, well, yeah. Let's say even, even in response to that sort of line of thinking, isn't it, it – let's, let's build a hypothetical situation, right, where <laughs> the, the American colonists in 1776 – didn't write a Declaration of Independence. There was no Sons of Liberty. There was no Boston Tea Party. The king was imposing these taxes without representation on these colonies, and and the colonies were pissed about it, but they didn't revolt. Mm-hmm. Are right. those taxes still objectively wrong? Oh, right, right. Is it still objectively wrong to have taxation without representation? Because <laughs> just because they didn't throw off the king, do they deserve it right. now? Right, right. Like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. <laughs> and you know what, man? Uh it's absurd when you put in those terms, but that really is the basis of much like social contract theory. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that well, if they're not in revolt, then that means they consent. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly the basis of that. Yeah. That's 100% right. The consent of the governed is what's happening when the people are not actively killing the government, apparently. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, uh, like, it's absurd to think about, but that is actually, like, a lot of, like, political theorists espouse uh, when they Yeah, when, when you actually drill down on it, it's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, so there was, there were those comments from Herzog. Let's go to this next story, then. Uh, so, we, but to clarify, that means that apparently we are now um, blaming the entirety of the Palestinian population for right. what Hamas did. And I, I, I do want to say also, um, this is something I think a lot of libertarians can like legitimately disagree on. Um, I personally, even if we are want to talk about like, well, you voted for them, right? Um, I, like whether you believe voting is aggression or not, I don't think that voting actually makes you responsible for what the politician does. Um, and, and I have kind of like a longer argument that I'm not going to do now, but it's basically like, I don't, the short of it is, I don't think that there's any causal relation necessarily between you casting the vote and the politician acting. I um, agree I with you. Yeah. I think there's an exception. I think the exception arises when a person is like a hardcore partisan for a particular person or a particular politician, uh-huh. when that politician has already done the bad thing and they still are like, no, 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 this is the guy. This is my guy. This is my guy. This is my guy. Mm. Um, I think then at that point, there's some moral culpability. Um, oh, okay. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think specifically uh, uh, one of the problems with it too, though, is that uh, also you don't, and the, again, this, kind of like answered by your hypothetical but also um um it's very voting can be just very ambiguous you don't necessarily know why someone right no so just because someone voted specifically that doesn't necessarily make them at all like responsible and well, even especially if when you're in a situation where you have two choices it's like right 
yeah, I'm 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 forced to choose between two guys, yeah. and you've been told all your life that you have to make a choice to be a good citizen. You have to vote. And also, even if you, we want to say there's moral culpability in certain situations, that doesn't mean that they don't have rights anymore. <laughs> you no, know what I no. mean? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that mean, that, I mean, that may mean they bear some responsibility for the evils of yeah. that politician, but that does not mean that they themselves are to be killed for it. <laughs> like, right. yeah, there's a exactly. whole thing in the middle called justice that we yeah. have to consider. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so when I see these people talking about, like, well, they were supporting Hamas or, you know, they they uh or you know what i mean and i just have to i have to like i i just have to say this real quick even if like let's steal man this as hard as possible let's say that the palestinians let's say every single one of them when they heard the news of those innocent israelis being killed they all jumped for joy and cheered let's just assume that it's obviously not true but let's just assume in this hypothetical yes it is even then that is not a reason to kill them. Right. Uh, that is <laughs> like I I don't care how mad you are at them. Uh as you said there's this thing in the middle called justice. Uh <laughs> and they do not lose their right to life because they're happy about an injustice. And in fact, if that was the case, then a lot of Americans their lives would be forfeit. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, so. Well, I mean, look at what was happening during um do you remember during shock and awe? And this is something that mm-hmm. people were fucking going nuts about too. People were all mm-hmm. over. Uh, you you had a, public, a couple of people in your in your comments who were arguing that nobody <laughs> celebrated the beginning <laughs> of the Iraq War. Yeah, nobody celebrated yeah. that. It was the fucking Super Bowl, man. People sat <laughs> yeah. around watching CNN while the bombs fell and they fucking cheered. Yeah, it was called shock and awe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was being displayed on television. Uh, uh, like the bombings over and over and over again. I've told the story before, and I told it on Twitter a couple of times. And this one dude said I was lying about it. But I, why would I lie about yeah. this? I, I what do right. I gain? Think about while I'm telling the story. Think about what do I gain by lying about this? What do I possibly right. gain? Um, so I was in fifth grade, and the high school was down the block from where my school was, and. They took us, they, they put us, they had us line up, right? Single file line, you know, it, you know, in a, in a, in the very sort of elementary school way that they do things. And they marched us down to the high school to the big, uh, basketball court where they had like speeches and when guest speakers would come at the high school, they would have them there. Um, this big basketball court that kind of doubles an auditorium and they put up the big screen and they showed us a propaganda video of shock and awe. Uh, footage set to Drowning Pool's Bodies. And if you don't know what that song is, that's the Let the Bodies Hit the Floor song. Yeah. Um, And it was just bombings and bombings and bombings while Drowning Pool was going, and it was loud. And I'm sitting there, and I'm... Even then, I had the thought of, like, this is fucking wrong. Like, this is not right. Why are we... Why am I here? Why are we doing this? But mm-hmm. it was what it was is it was the administration of the school. It was the, the teachers of the school, the principal of the schools who wanted um, th- this kind of propaganda to be shown to these kids. They wanted mm-hmm. to celebrate these murders that they were having us watch with yeah. us f- children in fifth grade. Right. And it went all the way up to the kids who were in the high school. Right. It was the whole fucking school district practically was in that room. Yeah. And I'm. Uh, <laughs> 
people said people first of all people said i was lying about that which why but also that was the mood right that was the cultural <laughs> moment and and that people would deny that that was the that was the the cultural sort of uh yep. that was where the tide was culturally right are insane yeah. or they weren't even born when it yeah. happened uh, yeah yeah one of the two <laughs> it has to be because i i, I it, that the idea that being especially as a kid being told yeah you're supposed to jump up and down for this after an event like that, the idea that that means you're now fair game is sickening right. because yes. I was that kid. I was in fifth grade in an auditorium yeah. with the rest of my school district expected to celebrate this destruction that we were being shown set to a fucking yeah. <laughs> radio metal song about killing exactly. people. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, if we applied their standard consistently, if someone had bombed that school in retaliation, because obviously look at all these people in the school celebrating it. Right. Uh, that makes them fair game. Uh, every American would look at that as an unjustified, horrible atrocity, a terrorist attack. Right. Uh, obviously. Right. Uh, and justly so. <laughs> uh, but but it's the inconsistency here that is really the, uh, you know, the if some poor if some poor Iraqi uh, at this point, it would be a son. I was going to say father at this point it would be the son whose father was killed during the shock and awe campaign, came to my home and killed me in revenge because I was part of a celebration of that. Yeah. Who would say that's yeah. right? Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where, where is the logic? Yeah, I, that, that's the thing, right? Is that whenever I this type of argument or something, uh, uh, like online, and someone comes and they say, oh, but don't you know the Palestinians were celebrating? It's like, one, uh, please substantiate that for me. Uh, yeah, thanks. first I'll, of all, you know. prove it. <laughs> yeah, and second of all, and most importantly of all, uh, I don't care. Uh, that doesn't matter. It, like, it does not matter. Uh, like, it does not justify the uh, that's the without, response. That yes, and, and that's without even getting into the conversation about, well, is it justifiable for a, a bunch of people in a concentration camp to celebrate the murder of the people who they view as p having put them in that concentration camp? Like, right. Like that that's without getting to even whether or not that's understandable. You know what I mean? Right. Or or right. something to that's to be expected, which it is, obviously. But yeah, it is yeah, it is to be expected. Like even if like rationally like you can point out something and say well if they were thinking more clearly that would obviously be a, a you know it'd be wrong of them to celebrate in an death right obviously sure but i you can, you can still understand it from a point of a view of like saying from a flawed perspective right if you're looking at the if you're perspective is flawed and you're thinking about it like they are or something i can under i can understand the why that reaction happened or why that reaction could happen do you know what I mean? Without yes. justifying, but I can understand uh, like how someone could be could think that way. And that's not um, to I think say that, either. I mean, look, yeah. that's not to say either that we don't have the same moral standard for those people. That, that yes, if, exactly. If those people did indeed celebrate the murder of innocent civilians, yes, children, yes, then those yes, people are have done have they've done wrong. That is yes, a moral yes, wrong. They should not yes. do so any more than the Israelis should. 
Yes, correct. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, no justification. Like I'm not justifying it. I, I, I'm just saying, and you know this. Like we're just saying that we can understand that can be the reaction, but we're not like excusing it or justifying yes, it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's an explanation, not an excuse. And that's yes. the and that's the, the. So we have the same expectation for them. But yes. just because yeah. they failed to meet that expectation does not mean that the Israelis no. are off the fucking hook. You know what they're you know, what it's like it, all of these things are like uh, it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> like when they're trying to, like, make someone out to be a criminal and they're like, yeah, but did you know he smoked weed uh, in third exactly. grade or something like that? Exactly. It's like they're just looking for anything they are trying to scratch up anything to poison the well of the character of these people in order to try to justify their like genocidal bloodlust that yes. is what they're doing yes they are they, they want the outcome already and they're retroactively trying to find a, a way to justify it um yes i i 100 agree with you they're the, the it's it is a it's a sickness it's a yeah. sickness where they have to they have to find a way to justify it because they're so angry yeah. and they're so hungry right. for revenge. They have to find a way to justify killing a Palestinian yes. baby. And when really, ultimately, it's for fun. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, though, right, is, is that they need to have to justify it because it's like if they didn't weren't able to justify it to themselves well then they'd have to confront the reality that they're advocating for a, hor- a horrible atrocity yeah so it's a necessity that they find a justification what's Even it up to the now justification is flimsy is it up to 46 families now that have been taking off taken off of the civil rules in gaza uh i don't i'm not up to date on that i don't know I can't remember what I can't remember what the number was, but that that would mean, by the way, that those families are gone. Like there's not a cousin. There's not a there is no branch of that. That family tree has been pulled up root and stem. Yeah. Which, by the way, should be very impactful to especially an an anti-Zionist American Jew, because that is part of the experience of being in that community is knowing that. There were whole chunks of your family mm-hmm. tree that were lost in Europe in, in the 1930s and 40s. Like, entire families ended there, and they stopped existing, and those names are gone. And that's literally happening to families in Gaza right now. That's meaningful. That's, frankly, a shared experience <laughs> between yes. these two groups. And rather than accepting that fact, the Zionists instead argue that it's deserved on the one side. Yeah. Yeah. The most tragic part about like blowback theory is that like every the people most often to reject blowback theory are doing so from a place of like uh, affirming it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Where it's like. Uh, blowback theory, you know, we don't have to worry about blowback. Also, we're completely morally justified in wiping every person associated with this group, even tangentially, off the map. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, is how, you know, how dare they? Um, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's like, I, look, even if, like, you know, ignoring the moral problem for a second, the very big moral elephant in the world, um, if you go out and you're like just and, and if you just don't care about like, you know, yeah, maybe you think Palestinian deaths are unfortunate, but they're unfortunately necessary in order to stop Hamas. Right. 
How many people do you think, how many like uh, surviving family members, uh, you know, uh, mothers and fathers who pull their like dead kid out of the rubble from a bomb from an Israeli plane? um, How many of those people are going to be like, uh, I have nothing left to live for, uh, but I have something to die for now? Yeah. Um, And I'm going to commit that uh, to taking revenge on the people uh, who did this. 100%. Unfortunately, a lot of people in those mindsets, like we were saying before, tend to skew collectivist. uh, And that means they're also going to hurt innocent people in their, you know, revenge. Um, People who didn't had nothing to do with the act. And then the the cycle continues forever, right? It, well, um, yeah, and of course, uh, of course, they're collectivists because they were being because their punishment was under a collectivist yes. justification. Right. And so they're the, the so they're of course their response is going to be well, then we will collectively punish you. Yes, and it goes on forever. It will, the cycle just keeps it never forever. ends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, it's one of those things where it's like. Again, yeah, as I said, like even ignoring the how many more terrorists will this create? How many more people? How many more future Israeli citizens uh, that, you know, are going to die in the future because you bombed, you know, someone's kid over in, you know, in Gaza. And now that the the parents of that kid uh, hate your guts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Or you killed that kid's parents in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's another that is another, frankly, dude. I mean, look, whether the truth of the report, I mean, it's it's not even it's not it doesn't matter. That is another beheaded Israeli baby. Every every mm-hmm. kid whose parents you murder in front of them. Yeah. In in 10, 15 years is another beheaded Israeli baby. The fact that people yes. can't see this and recognize it as the truth is. um it is tragic to me that right. people cannot recognize the truth of this. Even when they're doing the same thing, even when they're doing the exact yes, same actively thing, actively using the saying, same logic. Yes, that they're doing and acting on the same reasoning that they think no one else would ever re- think this way. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's go on. There was this other. There was a clip okay, that you yeah. shared that was. Um, oh God! Yeah. This is a clip from, I believe it was Sky News, wasn't it? Sky News, yeah. And um, I do not know who he's talking to. Perhaps he'll say in the clip. Let's see here. Um, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think he w- he used to be part of the Israeli government uh, in some city. Uh, I, but yeah, just we'll, I, I think it's said in the clip. All right. Um, Let's see here. Then I'll hit play on it now, and we'll see if it buffers quickly in place. And what about those Palestinians in hospital who uh, are on life support and babies and incubators whose uh, life support and incubator will have to be turned off because the Israelis have cut the power to Gaza? Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's, what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis. We don't target them. Now the world... Yeah, hold on. You're not fighting Nazis, you're fighting Palestinians. Yeah. Stop invoking the Holocaust to justify your bullshit. Yeah. These are Nazis. These are Palestinians who your country's had in a concentration camp since the 1970s. Stop it. (laughs) The world can come and bring them anything they want. 
if it, you want to bring them electricity, I'm not going to feed electricity or water to my enemies. If anyone else... Okay. Hold on. I want to keep it going for a second. Hold on. Else wants, yeah. That's fine. We're not responsible well, this is, for them. This is the point. You this keep is the, on... Just a second. He said we're not responsible for them. Hmm. Interesting. There was an opportunity, multiple opportunities, since the 1970s, for Israel to allow Gaza to become an independent nation. In fact, I believe the mm-hmm. first agreement was between Israel and uh, Egypt about 12 years after that, uh, after the war that was in the, happened in the 60s, the, uh, part of the agreement between Israel and Egypt was that Gaza would be allowed to be its own nation. Mm-hmm. There was a later agreement after that, where Israel said that Gaza would be allowed to be its own nation. Now, that one was a little more limited, right? They, were go- they weren't going to have the ability to militarize and stuff. It wasn't real. They weren't really going to be a sovereign yeah. nation, but they were going to be spun off into their own thing, at least. Multiple opportunities for Israel to set this landmass free. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't want to be responsible for them, you should have let them off the reservation. If you didn't want to be responsible for them, you should have backed off and said, okay, we're not responsible for you anymore. But no. No. Instead, you count their calories... And you supply their water. And you supply their electricity. You have taken responsibility for these people. Right. God, that is the most. Yeah. That is. That is fucking evil, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And also, you know, uh, he's talking about like, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to supply power to my enemies or whatever like that he's asking the 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 news anchor was asking about uh hospitals like children in hospitals yes (laughs) yes are those your enemies right are 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 babies in hospitals your fucking enemies yeah (laughs) if your if your enemies are fucking infants yeah. You are the bad guy. I just, and, and you know, this is the whole, like he said this in the game, he's like, I can't believe you're asking me Palestinians or whatever after the attack. Yes. And it's like the, the fact that, okay, just because people are concerned with other innocent people, it does not mean that they're, they don't care about the other innocent people who just died. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if 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 someone like if my neighbor's family just got murdered and in response, my neighbor was like, you know what? I'm going to down this whole block uh, in anger. It's like, uh, OK, don't do that. Uh, and uh-huh. like, how, how don't you care about my family? It's like, yes, but don't, uh, you know, hurt other people yeah. uh, just because <laughs> we should finish out this clip because then there's so there's something it. there's something in that line to address but we should finish out this clip first because we're already yeah, yeah, halfway yeah, through yeah. it but but there for actually sure, is sure. something yeah, there's yeah. absolutely something in that line that we need to address here uh, let's let's finish this out real quick okay. you, no, no, i, I want to tell you no, no listen, listen you listen to you're me right now listen this is my program this is my show and I am asking the questions. You're raising your voice, and I've asked you, and we've already, we've already stopped, please, and let me finish. We've already distinguished between Hamas. I want to tell you, you're trying to speak over me. We are not 
Shame on you. It's nothing about pre- shame. We're trying to have a conversation about a very serious shame. situation because, here, because, and you are refusing you to address it. jump over immediately, and again and again, you absolutely not. You are incorrect. They are responsible because I can tell you that when the UK, absolutely when Great not. Britain was fighting the Nazis during World War II, no one asked what's going on in Dresden. It was the Nazis targeting London, and you targeted Dresden. So Listen. shame on you if you go on with that false narrative. We're not talking about that. And, that, and in I, hindsight, I many people have... Listen, and in hindsight, many okay people have readdressed that kind of carpet bombing. Of babies. I'm not going to say the Israeli guy doesn't have a point there with Dresden, but the, the guy from Sky News is correct that people yeah. have looked back at the bombing of Dresden and decided, yeah, that was probably not the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so, so the uh, the Israeli talking. He said he prime minister. Yes. Uh, um, right there. He said I used to be a prime minister. He he might. Oh yeah. That's. But hold on a second. I can look it up here. Uh, let's let's see. Um, here you continue, and I will see if I can find that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, uh, the the whole like you know this Palestinian narrative he was talking about and things like that. It's like. Uh, whenever people associate uh you know when when they ascribe a narrative to something when all the person is talking about is hey there are innocent people here uh you know maybe we should consider possibly uh you know not not uh, hurting them in order to like uh stop the actual bad people and someone says oh you're just spinning a narrative it's like i immediately think this person is dishonest uh because they intentionally are avoiding the, the topic and trying to make it seem like this is some like uh you know uh, there's some ulterior motive or motivation here or something like that or you're yes. just you know you just there's some like oh well, you just sympathize with the palestinians over the israelis instead of actually addressing the topic itself former prime minister naftali bennett oh okay that's who it was gotcha um you're not fighting nazis by the way yeah right yeah <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't get over that. Stop. Uh-huh. Stop using the Holocaust as a shield. It is dishonorable to the memories of all of your family members who died during that tragic, horrible extermination. For you to use that as a shield for your own yeah. immoral bullshit, ethnic right. cleansing is dishonorable. And they would be ashamed. Right. Yes. Christ, yeah. that is the most caustic, just yeah. cynical fucking bullshit I can hear from these people. Yep. Hiding yep. behind yep. your yep. dead grandmama who was fucking killed in the fucking gas chambers so you can justify your ethnic cleansing. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, yeah, you know, he's talking about like, you know, uh, but I do I do think it's important to point out that he's talking about Dresden and things like that. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, you can say to a point, it's like, yeah, people didn't really, you know, co- you know, complain at the time. I mean, that there were some, but, you know, there were absolutely general, anti-war people at the time. But but that's yeah. it, it's it's correct to say that most people saw that and probably felt like Hamas felt. When or or like the Palestinians felt when Hamas did their jailbreak, they probably felt similarly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like that's a fair criticism to say, but it's also important that that is what he's bringing up. 
as in almost to say that, you know, that's kind of what he expects to happen. Uh, is it kind of like a Dresden situation? Uh, yeah. <laughs> where he's just kind of like, you know, winking and nodding that basically saying, yeah, a bunch of innocent Palestinians are going to die. Uh, I'm sure he probably doesn't think they're innocent. Uh, but, no, no, no. Uh, he he it, says it's their responsibility. Right. It's their responsibility. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. He is 100% admitting that this is a that this is a humanitarian crisis that they are actively going to cause. Yes. And happy about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and then of course, like as you said, like talking about the Nazi thing is like as if that's going to like distract uh from uh from like like whenever anyone like uh Whenever anyone is accused of a war crime and then they go back to like identitarian type stuff, it's just like I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. So absolutely, much. absolutely. And I really do think it is shameful. I really do. Yeah. I, I think it is absolutely fucking shameful. Yeah. To to hide behind the the mass death and destruction of the Holocaust in order to justify your own fucking Holocaust. Yep. Shameful. Yeah. But that's the, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the way people are spinning it. That's the way it's being spun. Yep. Yep. And I, and I, I, there was one thing that we should address though. And it was in that, that earlier line of thinking that, that, that earlier sort of uh, thing that you were saying, there have been many people who you and I have been, vociferous in our defense of innocent life throughout this entire thing and uh, there have been many people who have decided that if you're going to take that line this has been in Scott Horton's comments too it's been in yours it's been in mine there have been many people who have said if you're going to take that line then you have to provide an alternative what should Israel do instead what what is it that Israel should do to comply with your moral expectations which is a fair question I think yeah. except that yeah. I do not have to have an answer to it because if right. my standard is that you should not commit a murder, I am under no obligation to provide you with an alternative to murder. Right. Yes, exactly. It's like, yeah, that's a good question on like a strategic point, but I'm not making a strategic argument. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, so you're like barking up the wrong tree. I, I kind of like it. And again, at the as you said, it's not an unfair question to ask. It's perfectly fair, but it's it's unfair to expect me to provide you an answer, or else that I just have to concede that you're right or right. something. Exactly. Like if I can't if I can't give you the exact answer that uh, you know you hear, then well, then I guess my argument must just be wrong or something. I mean, here's <laughs> the know, thing: if the, like if the response were more like, look, if you can't come up with a better idea, then we're just going to have to do what we're going to do and we'll wear that shame. If that were the response, I could respect it. Sure. I could respect it. I would still, of course, there, that shame would find its root in the moral judgment of people like us. Yeah. And, if they, and if they said, we will wear that shame. Sure. That's fine. Okay. Because what I'm saying is what you're doing is wrong. And you're saying, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even if that means you still do it, at least we're on the same page. Right, exactly, right. <laughs> yeah. But stop trying to justify it. 
Yeah. It's like, I, if, if I believe that, you know, yeah, it's like you were saying, like, uh, I don't need to provide you an alternative where you can achieve your end without murdering. Uh, I don't need to give you that answer. I, I, I can, I can say, I don't know. And also murder is wrong. Uh, you shouldn't do it. Uh, period. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, you know, if, if you can't find a way to achieve the end you want without doing that, then I, you know, tough luck. I, I I don't know what to tell you, (laughs) but it's on your own to figure out type thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm not obligated to. You, you that figure answer. out how to live without murdering people. I've done a yes. pretty good job of it so far. Yeah. You figure it out. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, something we didn't talk, and I don't know how, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but, you know, uh, the whole justification where it's like, well, they were warned, Dean. <laughs> they, oh, Israel said, of course. Uh, leave. <laughs> you have 24 yeah. hours. Uh, to pack up your family and all your belongings that yeah. you care about uh, and flee somewhere. Yes. <laughs> somewhere. Yes. Somewhere. You have you have you've got you have 24 hours to get out of an area. Um, and yeah, I know Egypt has closed the border and I know that we have a blockade uh-huh. on the coast and I know that you're not going to be able to get into Jordan. But um, but uh, you have to leave. You have to go elsewhere. Because we're yeah. going to carpet bomb this entire region. And it's like, okay, well, where yeah. am I supposed to go? I don't care. Just not here. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> well, what about my home? What about my, my church? What about my school? What about right. all of these things that are important to me as places in my life? My local bar, whatever it may be. Like, what about right. all those places yeah. that and I care about? Also, that's the thing, too, right? Like, even if... Even if we want to, like, ignore the fact that this is not even a, a you know, a justified request. It's not a request. It's, an, it's, that's it's wrong, a demand, and it's an unjustified yeah, demand. If somebody rolled yeah, up to my house and said, hey, get out before I burn your house down. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. you not get to burn my house down. I'm not going anywhere. No. Right. Well, no, Dean, the fact that he warned you means he's not a criminal if you die in your house <laughs> Clearly. <fire. laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah also even if we just ignore even if we, like didn't think that the demand was unreasonable or unjustified um what how assuming that all the palestinians live what would they come back to like you've just impoverished them you've destroyed their society uh their you know the, the their economy uh gone and it was already not great to begin with uh given the circumstances uh uh, so it's like even best case scenario where all of them live. Yeah. Um, you've destroyed a huge port, like a, a massive amount of the infrastructure of Gaza. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, that is. What am I going to come like, home to? Reference. Because that yeah. doesn't make. Here's the thing. Just the fact that you're going to drop a bomb on where I live doesn't mean it's not mm-hmm. my property anymore. So I have to come back right, to exactly. it. Exactly. And I have to see yeah. it. And I have to figure out how to rebuild from what you fucking did. It's like when the police yeah. raid somebody's house that's the wrong fucking house. Do they turn around yeah. and pay for the damage that they caused? No. They say, well, you shouldn't have been mm-hmm. living at an address that looks kind of like the address we were supposed to raid. And they tell you to fuck yeah. off. <laughs> right. It's the, it's the same kind of scenario. By the way, I looked it up. The Spectator yep. Index reports Palestinian Health Ministry says 47 families composed of around 500 people have been entirely oh. removed from the Gaza Civil Registry. Mm. 
That's 47 families. Like that, that whole yeah. bloodline has been ripped out root and stem. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disgusting. I, um, I draw a hard line in the sand. Um, like to me, this is one of the moments, this is one of those moments where it's like, you really have to be right at the time. And I, I, you know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, yeah, maybe like 10, 15 years from now, uh, some people who were wrong on this issue will look back and be like, oh yeah, you know, maybe that was pretty bad. Uh, but it's like, uh, and I'm specifically talking about actually like li- people who self describe themselves yes. as libertarians here. Yes. Uh, where it's like, if you're not right on this issue at the time. I, oh, I, kind oh, of, I, I don't know. What I you're put thinking. you in a box. I yeah. put you in a box somewhere <laughs> and I uh, keep it away from sight. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the uh, a container of people who it's like, let's wait on them to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, um, if I can't trust you to defend the rights of innocent people uh, like this, then I kind of can't trust you at all as a libertarian because that's yeah. kind of the whole libertarian shtick, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> what we fucking care about. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about two. On that point. On that mm-hmm. point. That's an excellent segue. I'm so glad <laughs> you brought that up. Holy shit, Ace. You read my mind. Um, speaking of liberty and freedom and the fact that we have to defend Israel. See, we, see you have to understand, Ace. Yeah, it's a libertarian republic, don't you know? Yes, it's a libertarian... <laughs> fucking moron. It's a libertarian <laughs> republic, you see. It's the only liberal democracy in the, in the region, you see. And it's our closest <laughs> ally in the region, you see. And so yeah. in the name of freedom, we must defend Israel, you see. To our dying breath, we must defend Israel. Yeah. Freedom. Yes, for freedom. I say to myself, self, I think, what's the freest situation to live in? National Socialist Theocracy. That's that's the yeah. freest possible country in existence, clearly. Because if you were to believe the conservatives in the United States, uh, that's the truth. Israel is the freest. It's in the name of freedom. We must defend Israel. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How free is a country that um, wants to imprison citizens who, quote, harm national morale? Oh, it's so free. It's, it's the it's freest, the, right? It, they're, they're serving freedom fries at every <laughs> location. <laughs> freedom falafel. <laughs> I have been assured that if you're defending Israel, you're defending freedom. Yeah, it's it's in the name. Yeah, uh, from Haaretz Communications Minister Karhi. Uh, 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 I'm not sure if you would say the H in that. Is promoting regulations that would allow him to direct police to arrest civilians, remove them from their homes, or seize their property if he believes they are, have spread information that could harm national morale or serve as a basis for enemy propaganda. That could harm national morale. Yep. Oh, so basically, what what this means, what this means in in real uh, real speak, is that uh, they don't want any Israeli citizen uh, calling out war crime. No, uh, that's, that's the, oh, uh, see. But you have to understand, Ace. You have to understand. Yeah, yeah. If you let's say that your country is at war, right? Which you know nothing yeah. about, obviously. 
Right. Let's say that the country you live in is at war. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that that country would then say, you're not allowed to say that what we're doing is bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You know, this just this reminds me, actually, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, when uh, one of his justifications for going after, like, uh, like uh, you know, uh, journalist yeah, news yeah. yeah. Um, one of his like justifications for this was this actual justification for mm-hmm. national morale uh yes. i think he gave the art uh, analogy you wouldn't shout at a man on a tightrope a tightrope or something yes. like that that is exactly um, right that is that is 100 percent right yes it just reminds me of that it's like oh so basically any criticism of your actions, any criticism, any bringing to light of to some type of war crime, and uh, they're going to say, we get to arrest you now. Exactly. <laughs> we get to drag you out of your home um, and arrest you. And because, put you in a cage. Well, yeah. Yes. Put you in a cage because you defended the lives of the people we're trying to kill. Well, when you put it like that, it makes perfect sense. Right. Yes. Because they're trying to kill them. Of course, yeah, they can't count right. it's someone else saying that it's wrong to kill them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let's restart the call just real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I just. Ugh. The, the idea that. Uh, I, I get so fucking angry when people are like, well, we have to. We have, because what they're doing. This is, this is why it makes me so mad, by the way. Because there are mm-hmm. people who I'm sure. I'm sure that there are people who are listening to this and be like, why do you care so much? This is a thing that's on the other side of the world. What does it matter to you? And I would agree. I would absolutely agree if, if there weren't such a, a probability that the United States is going to get involved in this, if there weren't such a probability that the United States is going to find itself embroiled in another foreign war as a result of all this, I would be saying the same things morally. Mm-hmm. But it would be more dispassionate, I should say, if if there weren't such a chance that the United States were going to get involved. Because I really do yeah. think there's a very real chance of, of that. Um, Scott Horton did a, uh, a I was going to call it an interview, but really Reed invited Scott onto his show to talk and Reed sat there and let Scott talk, um, which is probably the best way to deal with Scott Horton. But, um, uh, but, but Reed had Scott answer a couple of very specific questions and Scott was able to really give a lot of good context and background on those, on the answers to those questions. Um, that was released uh, today, Naturalist Capitalist. I really recommend going and watching it. Um, whether you like Coverdale or not, it's, it doesn't matter. This is a, a, a fully Scott Horton episode, and, and I recommend watching it. But um, I forgot how I got off on that. Um, <laughs> shit. He, said he, was making the same, he was making the argument that, like, uh, if, if, you know, America wasn't, if, if the chance of America intervening weren't so high. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of the, more- it's the argument that, that, um, I would I would be making and he didn't say this, but it was related somehow and I've lost it. But but it was the idea that if if that weren't such a possibility, I I would not be um, I would still be making the same statements morally, Mm -hmm. but I would not be so upset with Americans and their response to this. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, because it's like, you know, you're trying to tell me that this is, you know, the uh, the free one of the freest societies ever. And uh, they're doing things like this. And it's yeah. like, hmm, interesting. Curious. Yeah. It's in the name of freedom. All the wasps yeah. in America have to be like, well, we must stand with Israel. Yeah. And it's like, this is not a free right. country. This is a national right. socialist theocracy. That's yes. what Israel is. If you look at their actual government, their laws, the way they function, they are a national socialist theocracy. That's what they are. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's undeniable. I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it, is, it is endlessly aggravating to me to hear Americans talk about how free Israelis are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know how much these people are fucking taxed? You know what they're, what they're, what they're, uh, what their their, uh, disposable income is compared to their tax load compared to the other things that are state services that they're forced yeah. to pay for the Was fucking your, military your cost. Two to four years of constri- conscripted service. Oh yeah. Not, not even to mention that they tell you, <laughs> you have to work for them to two or four years. Yeah. yeah. You have to work for us for two to four years in order to be a, a, a citizen in good standing of this guy. If yeah. I walked around, if I'm a business owner and I walk around the United States and I point guns at people and say, you got to work for me to two to four years. What's happening to me? I, I think the United States government will uh, invite you to become a, a, a high standing member. Uh, is what will happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the it. CIA recruits you. <laughs> they, they come to your door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they come to your door with the men in black, and inside their like uh, jacket pocket, they have freedom fries sticking out of there, and they're just, like, they offer you some. And they're like, "Hey, we really, we saw you from across the room. We really dug your vibe." And then they, they invite you over. <laughs> dug your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit um <laughs> oh yeah you go to prison uh if you do that uh yeah, <laughs> i would i would assume yeah. so <laughs> jesus oh uh speaking of the americans and how <laughs> fucking stupid american conservatives have been on this oh um, yeah and american american media generally dude this is like this is oh, bad yeah. Do you remember, uh, look, we were both pretty young, but do you remember the way that the, the Iraq war was like talked about on national oh, media yeah. up until like oh, 2007? Yeah. I, um, so yeah, Fox News was on all the time in my house. I remember it well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, even the more left-wing sort of cable news, cha- yeah. news channels and yeah, stuff yeah. absolutely helped bolster the WMD lies. They were, yes. I mean, it was, it was, it was a full court press well after, media. Well after it was like, not obviously not true. Like yes. Well after it was like general knowledge that it was not true. They still pushed it. It took people like Bill Maher and, um, and, uh, oh, who was the guy on the show Stewart? before Colbert? Oh, Stu- John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. It took people like that to like sort of break open the, fl- the floodgates on the, this is bullshit yep. sort of thing. Um, which ironic that that happened again during COVID. It took John Stewart to come out and say this thing definitely came from a lab. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so the American media complex, uh, 
Okay, I want to be very careful with the words that I choose here because of what we <laughs> talked about at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Obviously run by Zionists, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yes, uh, they have. Yeah, for sure. Which is not to say, uh, which is not the wingnat interpretation of that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Because the wingnats would love for that to mean one thing. We're saying something else. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, refer to beginning of the episode. Um, the, <laughs> there was a series of uh, firings and what's been sort of described as benchings in the mainstream media, CNN. Uh, these are this is a, there's a series of headlines that actually shoe posted that was kind of funny. Um, CNN fires Mark Lamont Hill in the wake of remarks criticizing Israel and calling for a free Palestine. Uh, AP fires Jewish journalist after pro-Palestinian tweets prom- uh, prompting outcry. The Guardian fired columnist Nathan Robinson after a joke tweet about military aid to Israel. And uh, Katie Halper, the Hill TV, uh, the Hill TV fired me for defending critics of Israel. That's four headlines that came from Shoe on Head. Um, and then we have an entire story about MSNBC straight up benching all their Muslims. Oh. Um, now, here is a this is a story that I found on Mediaite that I thought was kind mm-hmm. of funny. Uh, This is bullshit. Anti-Trump host lashes out over report MSNBC benched Muslim anchors, which MSNBC vehemently denies. Anti-Trump radio host and ex-GOP congressman Joe Rolsch lashed out over reports MSNBC benched Muslim anchors amid the Israel-Hamas war, which MSNBC vehemently denies. Uh, Semaphore's Max Tanney filed a report Friday. That made for an explosive charge, quote, MSNBC has quietly taken three of its Muslim broadcasters out of the anchor's chair since Hamas's attack on Israel last Saturday. Curious. Interesting. Yeah. The premise of the article was that MSNBC hosts Aman uh, Moyeldin, Ali Velshi, and Mehdi Hassan have been sidelined in the face of pro-Israel sentiment, a charge that MSNBC vehemently denies and... Uh, and denied when Taney contacted them about the story. But Walsh said Saturday he has sources whom he did not identify who say the allegation is true and blasted MSNBC in a post on X slash Twitter. Uh, I've been told this is true, that at MSNBC has silenced three of its Muslim broadcasters since the Hamas attack. This is utter bullshit. This is wrong. Um, he tags the three uh, uh, hosts and says they are total pros, objective, tough, fair journalists. I may disagree on their perspective on the Middle East, but we need to hear their perspective. Shame on MSNBC. Um, yeah, this doesn't surprise me at all. Like, yeah, MSNBC no. is just the type of uh, media outlet to like feign towards the left, but also just like be like very have like very like pro Zionist uh, perspectives. Yes, you know. That yes, just, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. As soon as, but it, it, you're exactly right. MSNBC is exactly the outlet that's going to be like, oh, Green New Deal, and isn't AOC so great? And as soon as the Zionists yeah, come right. knocking, yeah. it's like, all right, yeah. uh, get the fuck out of here, you Arabs. We don't need you yeah. uh, for this exactly. particular period of yeah. time. <laughs> yep. That is exactly yep. the kind of outlet that they are. And I think that's what the 100%. media is doing right now. Um, yes, yes. All those headlines at the beginning where all these people have been let go in the midst of because everyone this is the thing you you had some people who might have been ahead of the curve. Some of these journalists who as soon as they saw what Hamas was doing in Israel last weekend, um, they might have said, 
Israel is going to do this. We shouldn't let them. Mm-hmm. And immediately gotten kicked because it's like, uh, you know, why are you accusing Israel of yada yada? And it's, I mean, Israel has proven them correct. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, like these people are yeah. being kicked for criticizing Israel and for saying that right. innocent Palestinians shouldn't be killed. Right. Well, it's like, uh, did you ever read um, Harry Brown's uh, like little piece he wrote uh, the day after 9-11 on 9-12? Oh, shit. I may have, but it's been, it would have been very, very long ago. It, it, was, it was very short, but it was basically just like a, a thing where it's like, you know, it was a, it, it kind of like reminds me of this where it's like, he, it was like, when will we ever learn? I, I think that might have actually been the title of it, actually. But basically, like... Um, uh, just talking about like, hey, yeah, this is very bad. What happened is obviously very bad, but look, you know, you know, you have this cause and effect. You have this uh, outrage that spawns more outrage, uh, and these types of things. And whenever someone says that after a tragedy, the people immediately assume that they're that person is siding with the uh, the people yes. who attacked us or who attacked anyone, right? Um, yep. There's a knee-jerk reaction people have to that type of like uh, rhetoric, where they think, "Oh, well, so if, if you're trying to understand these people, that means you're you're uh, you know you agree with them in some way." I've seen this a lot as well with um, like when Scott or anyone who pays attention to Scott makes the argument that, well, this was Bin Laden's motivation. He said so himself. Here's what Bin yes. Laden wrote was his motivation. Um, their, their sort of response is like, oh, so you're going to trust Bin Laden on what he has to say about it? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I yes. Am. I, yeah. yeah. The, you know, the, the, the jihadist, in his mind, the jihadist holy warrior who who has everything to die for basically um right yeah i think his word is is probably believable with regard to why he's doing things he says he's doing and 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 the uh the underlying context for them yeah if you have a person dedicated enough to pull off that type of a terrorist attack and he's also writing down reasons why it happened you know it's not like he's trying to hide i mean he not he's not yeah. trying to hide his motivation why would he right? lie he's not trying right so it's like he obviously uh you know was very open and if you want to say well he was lying okay what narrative do you want to believe in? Why should you believe that narrative over the person? Who why is it more why? exactly? Why yeah. is it more believable that they hate us because of our freedom when yeah. he's saying that they hate us because we occupy holy sites in in the Holy Land? Why why is that why is that more believable well, that he hates us for our the, freedom? Dean, here's how here's how Bin Laden won, right? Bin Laden really hated uh, the United States because we had freedom fries and they didn't. And now yeah. McDonald's is all over the Middle East. <laughs> so he he won. He, he uh, did you, you know, see? Uh, speaking of, <laughs> did you see the <laughs> the the inter McDonald's war? Yes. <laughs> McDonald's yes. of Israel donated to the IDF and McDonald's of Oman donated to Palestine. Oh, <laughs> McDonald's can't even agree on who they support. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that, is, um, that is the most petty version of like you know your friend is going to vote for one politician so you vote for the other just to cancel him out like right yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh shit <laughs> oh it's fucking clown world dude yeah <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Christ I can't I, I just you know it's I, I'll say it again man I really did think that the 2003-2004 rhetoric had gone away because people had learned a lesson you know what I mean right I, I, I was dead wrong on that dead ass wrong it seems, it, and again, I, I, this is just me like spouting off, but so I, I could be completely wrong. But it, it always seems to me that whenever we're talking about like geopolitics, whenever there's a like a, a quote unquote a lesson learned or something, uh, like for example, the Iraq War being a mistake, I think like a lot of people don't really understand the reasoning why, and they just think, yeah, the Iraq War was a mistake, but they don't extrapolate anything mm. from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That They're makes just perfect like, sense. Yeah, this was a mistake, but even if all the, like, factors are very similar, and, uh, you know, even if the reasons for why it was a mistake happen again, that doesn't mean it, it you know, it won't be a mistake in the future, or something like that, you know right. what I mean? It's, yeah, uh, doing the same thing, see, this is gonna be different, this is gonna be different from Iraq, because Gaza right. is a different place. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the end yeah. of the thought process, but that's, yes, that. Right, right. It's the same type of thing where it's almost like somewhat linked to people who aren't capable of analogies because analogies yeah. are by definition things that aren't the same. And if something's not the same, it's different, Dean. Yeah. Uh, you know, so <laughs> it must be. There was that guy, yeah. um, that Zionist who attacked you for your arson <laughs> comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, oh, it no. would have been fair for you to say which one, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> For your arson comparison, when he's like, Jews were burned, and this is the this is the analogy he uses, and it's like, yeah, but is the analogy bad? Like, right. right. Well, <laughs> also, I, I made an, another one where I was like talking about like, okay, if your neighbor like punched, or if your neighbor punched you, would you think it justified to like kill the neighbor's family? And someone responded to me, so you think Israel was punched? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, you fucking retard! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that. Yeah, no. <laughs> but this is the yeah, dude. Like no object permanence in terms of geopolitics. None uh, at all. No, you know, yeah, none at all. But I did want to say that the um, and I do want to clarify something. This um, all of this stuff that's going on. This is a thought that just occurred to me. Um, and it was one that I'd had earlier, but I I had forgotten about it. Um, all of this stuff, we had mentioned that, you know, the Wignats make, are, are, the Wignats are having a fucking field day with this. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. all of this stuff with, like, benching, uh, Muslim anchors and mm -hmm. firing people who criticize Israel and stuff, all mm -hmm. of this stuff is not doing any favors to those of us who really think it's bad, it's a bad idea and a bad message and incorrect to say that the Jews control the media. Right. Like, that's, 
This isn't really helping us at all. There are some of us who are actively having that argument. Like, this isn't just, you know, this isn't just weird Kanye and because it's appropriate. I'm not on the whole Jew thing. This isn't just like weird Kanye bullshit to some of us. Some of us are married to Jews. (laughs) And we actively have concerns about the idea of anti-Semitism and the idea that people might actually feel like they have a reason to hate Jews. Right. Um, the Zionists are not making it easy on us. Those of us who actually care about that and certainly not making it easy on anti-Zionist Jews in America. Right. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, collectivism is, uh, stupid. Uh, it's also unfortunately, uh, fairly common and dangerous. Yes. Uh, so, uh, People can look at a certain like, uh, you know, uh, subset uh, in in society and think that, oh, well, this particular subset of a subset of a subset is doing things I don't like. Therefore, that, uh, you know, is applicable to all the way up. Right. Right. The like the the parent set Uh, where um, and it's just like it's 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 obviously, you know, we can rationalize and say, well, no, that's stupid. But the, the the main point is that those people can also be very dangerous. Uh, and as you said, it, it, it does not do us any favors. And again, if you're the type of person where you think Zionism is synonymous with uh, like Judaism, then it makes sense why you might think that, well, the, the, the media is just run by Jews or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, you know, the media is heavily Zionist. I, I, I will agree the media is heavily like Zionist. Yes, uh, 100%. Yeah. Obviously. But, I mean, this the last, yeah. couple, the last week has <laughs> yeah. proved that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't say necessarily say anything about any Jew in particular. Any, like, exactly. it, it just doesn't. It doesn't. And, and, and as we said at the beginning of the show, uh, does I actually, you know what, here, I'm going to play this clip. I pulled this clip from uh, Scott's appearance on Reed's show, Naturalist Capitalist. Um, okay. uh, this is a, and it's cut down a little bit. There's a little bit in the middle that I cut out because I thought it made the clip flow better. So, but I'm not presenting it as if it's a direct quote anyway. But this is something Scott said on that show. Here we go. I'm not sitting here blaming the J-O-O-S for every little thing like some people or want to do. That's not what I'm talking about. George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, and Donald Rumsfeld are not Jews. But they are Zionists. And that's the point. Yes. That's the point. And so this, there's this idea that... And, and don't buy this, by the way, don't buy this from the fucking ADL or from some Zionist Jewish organization in the United States that anytime yep. you're referring to the state of Israel or to Zionists that you're referring to Jews, because you're not. You're fucking not. They're different groups. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld and George Bush are Zionists. They're not Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, it's... And... Like, as, as you were saying, though, before, it's like, none of this does anyone any favors. No. Because, like, even though you and I can obviously see collectivism as just very irrational, um, there are unfortunately people, sometimes very unhinged people, that uh, reason that way, and they can actually become a very uh, real threat to people. They can. Who, uh, uh, so, like, you know, the types of, like, just dehumanizing language in general... Um, yeah, it's just 
uh, very bad because oftentimes, well, it's very bad in general, but also uh, it can lead to like people just like acting out irrationally and hurting someone who has nothing to do with anything um, just yes. because of like uh, who they are. Um, so uh, that that is like a legitimate concern. It is a real concern. And it's one of those things that I mean, <sighs> I, I don't um, I, again, the fuzziness of it. Mm-hmm. is bothering the shit out of me because yeah. i mean look my wife and i are both uh anti-zionist mm-hmm. neither of us is anti-semitic functionally right. neither of us can be <laughs> <laughs> is that, you know what i mean it'd be, it'd be a very strange dynamic it, uh, would, be. <laughs> it would very much would be um and just like this, my, I mean, look, I've had conversations about this with my wife. Um, she wants to uh, raise our kids in a Jewish tradition. Um, that is a tradition that I do not share, but I'm okay with that because I'm not a religious person. And I do think that religion has value to children. Um, sure. Having those kinds of traditions to raise kids up in has value. And so I've told her, look, I think that's good. I think that's actually a good thing. It's good that they're not going to be left just with me, who's not religious, and that there's going to be some sort of religious, uh, re- uh, some sort of religious uh, tradition to their upbringing. I think that's a very good thing. And um, I have, I have, we have had that conversation. But one of the things that it makes me think about is, I'm going to have Jewish kids. My kids will be Jewish, mm-hmm. and yeah. so. It, it makes me doubly angry at the Zionists. <laughs> right. Because it's like, would you stop making people hate Jews? Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop conflating Israel I, and Jews. I, I, I see this. It, it's a problem on both sides, right? Because obviously, you know, the, the Zionists who want to conflate both as, as yes. being synonymous. That's bad. But also, yes. I, I and I, I'm not saying you're letting them off the hook uh, because that's not what I'm saying. But also, I'm not going to let people off the hook who are just like, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. obviously they're the same thing. Of course <laughs> you know? not. No, the, the, the wig nats yeah. and the, and the uh, whatever you want to call them, neo-Nazis, yeah. anti-Semites, whatever you want to call them. Those people are obviously uh, in the wrong um, yeah, yeah, but it's not helpful that the Zionists try to con- create this conflation. Yes, that's exactly right. And I also see it to a certain extent from like a like a uh, um, like a a, a a a a perspective on like how do you how can you actually handle something like this? Because the the simple truth of the matter is, the anti Semites and the uh, the Wignats are too stupid to be able to have this concept where there is like categorically there's multiple categories and there's Venn diagrams and there's kind there's complexity to these things. These people are retards. And so <laughs> feeding the, these retards things that reinforce their already incorrect worldview. Like it, it to me, it's like, it's up to you to be smarter than them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's sure. it's to say yeah. again that's not to say they're blameless but they're also stupid. Well, right. Oh yes, yes. No, for sure. Yeah. I I think I think like collectivism like racism stuff like that in general is just uh, truthfully I think uh, most of the time it is actually an inability to abstract. No, yeah, it's an expression um, of stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
I, I don't deny that at all. But but with that, with recognizing that as the reality, while morally it's on that person to not it's have the, yeah, these immoral points of view, right, right, right. Um, realistically, it's it's there is some measure of responsibility on like I agree the Zionists and 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 the the state of Israel itself to not conflate these things so much because the simple fact is the Zionists and the state of Israel really like doing evil shit, and if you right. say that. Uh, Jews and uh, the Israelis and the Zionists are all the same thing. That's going to make stupid people think that Jews like doing evil shit. Right. Like if you're the type of person where it's like, uh, man, I hate Ben Shapiro. So therefore I hate Jews or something. You're just stupid. Right. uh, And you should probably just shut up. Yes. Uh, but, but, you know, it doesn't help that Ben Shapiro is out there uh, spewing really dumb and wrong stuff. Yes. uh, All the time. I have uh, that is actively something I've had to think about is this fact of just like uh, my children will be Jewish. Yeah. And and it it does. It does nothing but make me more angry at the Zionists. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think they bear a lot of responsibility in conflating the idea of the nation state of Israel and Jews as a people. This um, is. Uh... This is, I think, one thing like uh, old and not I, not even liberals necessarily liberals too to some extent, but like leftists in general, I think are actually really good on, which is the opposition to dehumanizing language and yes. things like that. Yep. Uh, in general, um, a lot of people, a lot of right wingers actually like have, are fairly distant that I've experienced in my life can be somewhat dismissive of that, but I think it's actually very very important. Um, I think dehumanizing language. Um, is you not always, but often a precursor to actual genocide and atrocities. Yes. Um, and I do think it does create an environment where it is more socially acceptable, at least not, not socially acceptable, but socially acceptable in the minds of unhinged lunatics sure. to go out and attack random people uh, who are the victims of the dehumanizing language or fall yes. into the category of the people. Who are well, I think it certainly for the people who use it, I think it certainly maps um, a level of uh, tolerance for atrocity onto their worldview yes. where right. um, yes. you have, you have people who, I mean, if you describe, I mean, look, if you describe the Palestinians as cockroaches um, and you do that oh, enough, um, and you're a human rights lawyer and you're a, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I did. <laughs> what was his name? Oh. <laughs> I can't uh, remember, but we need to shame that guy publicly. Um, yeah, I'll scroll back and see if I have it. I don't know if I Yeah, see if you can find yeah. it. I can't remember where it was. Um, if you describe uh, uh, the Palestinians as cockroaches and you do it enough and over a long enough period of time and you mix that with the anger and the rage and the frustration and the grief... Um, yeah, you're going to have yeah. a very easy time doing a little, doing a little ethnic cleansing as a treat. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, th- that's another thing, by the way, that I wanted to bring up that we, that nobody was talking about. Speaking of ethnic cleansing, um, Armenians in, in Azerbaijan, uh, this is something that was not covered in the media, but a couple of weeks ago, they're basically half of the population of Armenians in, um, in uh oh shit i'm trying to find i can't remember the the word for it um just a moment 
I uh, I can't link the tweet because apparent Twitter just like delisted it where they don't allow you to quote it or uh, like share oh, it anymore. Oh, they they suppressed this, it. Yeah, they suppressed. But this is the guy, uh, Arsen Ostrovsky. Yes, Arsen Ostrovsky. He's at Ostrov A on Twitter. Yeah. And can you read the tweet? What did he say? Oh yeah, let me. Uh, so it just said it just said this, but it's a picture. It's a cartoon, uh, a drawing of an a boot. Uh, about to stomp a cockroach and on the boot it says IDF and the cockroach is meant to uh, illustrate uh, a Palestinian uh, like uh, uh, on it. It's like very classic like dehumanizing propaganda. Yes, it Uh, is. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that makes that kind of thing way easier in the minds of people um, when you if you do that enough. Um, Yeah. And he's a an international human rights lawyer. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, uh, Nagorno uh, Nagorno Karabakh is the region in Azerbaijan that was largely a uh, an Armenian enclave. Uh, they had a separatist movement. They were actively sort of a sep- They were it was an active separatist movement in this region to try and have their own Armenian uh, enclave there. They have effectively been run out um, into Armenia. Uh, about half of the population there was run out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is a massive humanitarian crisis and uh, a definitionally an ethnic cleansing that's happening in uh, Nagorno-Karabakh uh, in, Ar- in Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. Totally ignored, overlooked, um, not really talked about in the Western media, but that is something that is happening. And Scott Horton has an episode about it in his feed. If you go back and look through... You will see that's there. I recommend giving it a listen. Um, but it, that's the kind of thing. It becomes so much easier when you have over a long enough period of time and with a large enough portion of the people uh, dehumanized your yeah. uh, ethnic enemies, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the uh, like, uh, obviously, I've never been in the military but I, I'm aware of the practices of the military where dehumanizing uh, the enemy is obviously one of the things that they try to break into the yep. soldiers is their, their men as soon as possible. Uh, it, because it, it does. It makes it a lot easier to kill another human being when yep. you don't regard them as a human being. I uh, have it, said it before. Uh, I had a friend and I don't specify who because mm-hmm. it's not really my story to tell. Um, but I have a friend who shared with me that he never once had, a, had like, he wouldn't really have a racist thought, um, before he joined the Marines and after having been trained in the Marines, racist thoughts were some of the first thoughts that came to his mind. Um, yeah. When considering somebody oh. of a, of a different, uh, ethnicity, but especially I, I'm sorry Arabs. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, so the Israel Mossad account, the official one on Twitter, uh, just posted Arma 3 footage on their account. Are you? <laughs> look, look at this. Look at this. No. No, yes. they did not. Yes, they did. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. The community note. The community note. Uh, 
Okay, so Israel Mossad posts this and says the new iron beam in full display. Um, the community note reads, not only is this an edited clip from Arma 3, but the defense system shown in this game footage does not represent the iron beam, but the iron dome, as mentioned in the original video itself, and there is a YouTube link. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, is, this, is this actually the official Mossad account? Hold on. I think so. They've got 99,000 followers. They're following five accounts. Following, oh boy, this could be legit. Oh my god. Okay, 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 no. All right, it's fake. It's fake. Holy shit! Oh, is it okay? Oh okay. my god! Okay, <laughs> that was about to be. Uh, okay, okay, that was about. To be. Okay, no, yeah. There's a community count. There's a community note on a different tweet of theirs. This account is not affiliated with Mossad or the IDF. Oh, okay, okay. Jeez. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, that was a boy. <laughs> Honestly, though, Arma 3 footage has been used so many times. Oh, it wouldn't uh, surprise me. I would not have been surprised. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I I, I would have believed it. But no, this was... Okay, that's not the actual Masada account. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, Oh, boy. (laughs) Um... I'm still wow. I, I'm still thinking that blue, I, my mind is still thinking that oh yeah blue checks mean this person is actually what their account says they are. Yo, uh, uh, I I was the same way for a while, but Dennis trained that shit right out of me, dude. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm I'm with you. I understand the mistake. I I really don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Dennis really trained me hard not to. Oh yeah. Assume that because for sure. Going through, I'll see a tweet. Um, he did some of. Do you remember the New Mexico governor when she was doing her uh, her gun control shit recently? Mm-hmm, yeah, he had a couple of tweets, and I was I saw him. I was like, I was about to explode, dude. And I went and I was like, no fucking way, this fucking bit. And I was I had the quote tweet thing up, and something told me double check. And so I went and I looked, and it was fucking Dennis. <laughs> Yeah, I, I for some reason I'm still in that mindset where that's still like just by uh, presumption. But I, I, it's one of those things where I should absolutely like like l- l- uh, re-educate myself. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, yeah, I understand. Um, because you get used to it. You get really used to just looking yeah. for the blue check, and it's like, oh, it's there. We're good to go. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, this is from Reuters. Um, on October 11th, uh, Iranian president, uh, Saudi crown prince, speak for the first time since ties were restored. Um, Iranian president Ibrahim Rasi and Saudi crown prince Mohammed bin Salman discussed the Palestinian-Israeli conflict on Wednesday in the first telephone call between the two leaders since China brokered a deal between Tehran and Riyadh to resume ties. The two leaders' call uh, came as Israel carried out airstrikes against the Gaza Strip in retaliation for a deadly attack by Palestinian Hamas militants in Israel. Uh, yeah, so this whole conflict has basically brought the Saudis and Iran closer together. Incredible. 
<laughs> which is which is a bad thing. Yeah. Having a wedge between there being a wedge between the Saudis and Iran has sort of been not cornerstone, but important to American foreign policy for like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's certainly something I am. (laughs) This is fucking terrifying. (laughs) Like this is really fucking bad, dude. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was one other thing that I wanted to bring up with regard to this. This this whole conflict is uh, is actively causing the balance to tip against Israel, in my view. You know what will uh, uh, achieve world peace in the Middle East is uh, uh, imperialism through McDonald's. We need Clearly. more McDonald's uh, in the Middle East, um, and everything will be fine. I like the idea that McDonald's is secretly war profiteers propping up both sides. Yes. <laughs> it brings a whole new a whole new understanding to the term McNuke. Yeah. Yeah. They might legitimately start selling recreational McNukes. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Uh, well, um that's the only story in the world right now. Yep. Is all of that uh, that's going down. Yeah. There's one other thing about like uh the um uh the Pope said something about like uh, Yes I forgot about that. You you had shared this. Um yeah. uh yeah, okay. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pope Francis said, um, humanitarian law is to be respected, especially in Gaza. Please let no more innocent blood be shed, uh, neither in the Holy Land, nor in Ukraine, nor in any other place. Enough. Wars are always a defeat. Always. Uh, pretty good statement. I don't think there's anything objectionable in there. I think it's fair. Uh, yeah. Um, well... The Israeli government didn't think so. Uh, they were very, uh, they were very upsetty spaghetti. Imagine um, my shock. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, uh, do you want to read the statement uh, from uh, what is it, Eli? I think it's in the yeah I, the picture I posted. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> Eli Cohen. Yeah, Eli Cohen has strong words for the Vatican, telling the Holy See Secretary for Relations with States, uh, uh, Paul Gallagher, yada, 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 okay. Um, quote, Israel expects the Vatican to come out with a clear and unequivocal condemnation of the murderous terrorist actions of Hamas terrorists who harmed women, children, and the elderly for the sole fact that they are Jews and Israelis. I don't know that and Israelis is carrying the fucking weight of Atlas. Um... <laughs> It is unacceptable that you put out a statement expressing worry primarily for Gazan civilians while Israel is burying 1,300 who were murdered, says Cohen, according to the foreign ministry. Um, Israel already beat that number, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) It's been like a few days, and Israel's already beat that 1,300 figure. Um, Yeah. Uh, So they were upset. They were upsetty spaghetti about the fact that the Pope said, uh, honestly, I want to go back to it. 
Humanitarian law is to be respected, especially in Gaza. Please let no more innocent blood be shed, either in the Holy Land nor in Ukraine. I mean, there's nothing objectionable about that. No. Unless, unless <laughs> the Israeli government thinks the Holy Land doesn't refer to Israel, in which case there's a deeper theological <laughs> problem happening. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> seems if that would be the case. That seems like a cell phone on their part. Uh, uh, Jesus. I, 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 yeah. I mean, when you first showed this, my my initial response is like, "Who the fuck are you to tell the Pope what to say?" I, when I first saw this, I thought, "Okay, there has to be more to it than this, right? There has to be." But no. That's actually it. Yeah, that's the uh, story. It, it, it's so... It's fucked. It's to be, I mean, it, it's, it's like me calling up my uh, the pastor of a church I don't even go to and just saying, like, I demand that you tell my wife that she needs to know where to go to dinner tonight because I'm not doing this bullshit with the I don't uh, know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not even a church I go to. Right. <laughs> I... How dare you call for peace? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ugh. And I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know if if the Israeli government or the Zionists generally know this, but there are some pretty hardline Catholics who really aren't big fans of <laughs> the notion of a Jewish state. Uh-huh. I mean, it's... There's some historical disagreements between your two organizations. I'll just say it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, what do you get yeah, really, like, what the Vatican says? Right, like, uh, yeah, how dare you? Who are you? It's like, who are you? What are you talking about? It is unacceptable that you put out a statement expressing worry primarily for Gazan civilians. Oh my god. Yeah, it's unacceptable that you're concerned with the death of innocence. I mean, that's that's sort of the the number one reason for a massive plank of every fucking Catholic's political opinions. I mean, the 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 entirety of the abortion issue for Catholics is based on that concept. I don't understand why you don't get this. Ah. <laughs> uh. God, it's just fucking arrogance. Mm-hmm. Arrogance. If I were a Catholic, I'd be insulted. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Like I said, that's the only story in the world right now. Yeah. Is yeah. all that this that's was going be, on? Yeah. Yeah. This episode. It was. Uh, you know, uh, inevitable that this episode was going to cover this specifically. It's 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 the story in the world right now, as you said. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It's and honestly, it's I'm frankly, look, I, I am as much as I hate as much as I hate talking about it. I also mm-hmm. don't mind talking about it. Does that make sense? Because it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah. I am. I will. I will make the argument that the United States needs to stay out of these fucking wars over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I will make that argument as many times as it takes. I will make the argument 
that innocent people should not be murdered because they live in proximity to a guy who claims he's yep. in charge and decides to do some shit that everybody agrees is wrong. I'm, I'm, I, I do not believe that that means an innocent person nearby that individual should be killed. Yep. And I will say yep. that over and over and over again. And also, yeah, I wouldn't be as like I, I would still always like oppose it uh, morally, but I wouldn't be so like obsessed with the issue if so many people were not trying to justify absolute atrocities yes. under really bad, bad, bad arguments. It feels like we're swimming up cultural stream. It yes. it it yes. is Absolutely. it it feels that way, and it's I, I don't. <sighs> People are so, it's so easy to talk people in groups into travesties and evil. Yes. Yes. Because all you have to do is make a little bit of sense. Yep. And, and, and appeal to people's baser instincts. And at, at that point, yep. you've already done it. Like the, these people are fully behind whatever evil thing you want to do. Yep. Absolutely. It's a, it's <sighs> the propaganda, man. Never fucking changes. Yeah. No, nope, yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> it, again, it's, I, as you said at the beginning, it's like, you know, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki thing. It's just like, a, it's the same thing, just different players. I now. was about to say uh, the Japanese could have risen up and fought the emperor and they didn't do it. So they yeah. were, they wanted to be nuked. Right. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. bud. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's it's very much like when people talk like that. It's like uh, very much like well, if I was on the plane in nine eleven, yes. things would have gone down differently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And stop. I mean, here's the thing, too. Stop telling people that they have to have an alternative to murder when they tell you not to murder. Right. Yeah, hey, exactly. Don't commit a murder. Well, what am I supposed to do? I don't care. Just don't murder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's my standard. Right. Is that too yeah. high? You right. <laughs> and uh, and none of us are obligated to provide you with some other life path of how you're going to do that. Just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't. Jesus. Anyway, Oh, goodness. Well, I'm happy to talk uh, with you about it. We hadn't really talked about it. We talked about other shit, but we haven't really talked about this outside of uh, yeah. outside of conversations on Twitter about it. So yeah. I am happy to talk to you about it. I'm happy uh, that the audience joined us for it. And um, like I said, if you, if you want some context on sort of uh, cultural, the, the sort of American... Jewish perspective with regard to the cultural ties to Israel and and honestly I thought it was very interesting that this is sort of a modern phenomena that like there was that there was legitimate and vocal disagreement in the Jewish community uh closer oh, yes. to the time that Israel was actually being established about whether or mm -hmm. not it should even be established. Mhm. Mm I thought that was fascinating, but that's on the last yeah. episode. Um Everyone should uh, go back and listen to that previous episode. It was really, really good. So uh, if anyone hasn't, I, I think I think I think there's I think there's just some very interesting little things in there. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, welcome back, Ace. Glad to have you back. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and uh, let's get to plugs. What do you say? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ace underscore Arcus. My Substack is acearcus.substack.com. And you can find me on Blue Sky at acearcus.bsky.social. That's it. All right. Uh, Pacing Joska, J O U S K A, on Twitter. Also, Pacing Joska.bluesky.social, bsky.social, and uh, the show, tetc.show on Blue Sky and at TETC Show on uh, Twitter. And that's it for me as well. Later, guys. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.